The NBA is back. Media days start today. Training camp tomorrow. Sam Presti's already spoken with the media from Friday. We've got so much to get into. The Paycom Center releases their fan policy. Shea is ranked too low on the Sports Illustrated Top 100. What happened with the Kimba Walker buyout? A fascinating Lou Dort story and so much more, as well as injury updates on Josh Giddy and SGA all in today's show, Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and site expert over at thundersintentions.com, media member Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Thank you. For making Lockdown Thunder your first lesson, a part of your daily routine. We're back every morning, wrapping up everything that's happened the day before with the Oklahoma City Thunder. This show is brought to you by Lockdown NBA Mondays with Josh Lloyd. He takes you around the NBA. And today, he's talking all about the Andrew Wiggins situation, which you will not want to miss out on, as well as what's happening with the Timberwolves. So check that out wherever you get podcasts from after the Lockdown Thunder podcast. So Sam Presti kicked off Media Days with his version and his availability on Friday. The entire team will go today. Training camp starts tomorrow on Tuesday. And throughout the week, I'm sure we'll get to talk to players after practicing, how practice is going. And then next Monday, so a week from today, preseason basketball will be played at the Paycom Center as the Thunder welcome in the Hornets. So there's a ton getting ramped up here, a ton to look forward to. Basketball is fully back. We got you covered right here. Subscribe for free on Locked on Thunder, as well as over there at thunderousintentions.com. Now, Sam Presti, press conference. What happened? So, he first announced that the Thunder are fully vaccinated. Why does this matter? A lot of reasons. Number one, it saves everyone time from having to ask individual players if they're vaccinated. So, we know that they're all vaccinated. They're all good to go. Number two, Obviously, there's going to be slightly different protocols for vaccinated players versus unvaccinated players um, if everything goes smoothly. So that's good for the players to get to kind of try to live a more normal life um, in general. Number three, why this is good for the Thunder, if there comes a day where the NBA implements or other you know government bodies implement, whether you know your vaccination status matters for in terms of play on the court, the way that they have in Golden State, uh, in California, San Francisco, and in New York, the Thunder are covered there as well. Now, that situation in, in Golden State, in, in you know, San Francisco, and New York, does not apply to visiting players. So even if the Thunder were not 100% vaccinated, although they are, um, it wouldn't apply to them. They could still play in those arenas. The home team's players, so in this case, the Warriors and the Nets and the Knicks, cannot play uh, home games in those states if they're not vaccinated, which is causing a big ruckus right now on NBA Twitter. Go read the Rolling Stones article about this. I've tweeted it out on my Twitter account. Go read it. It's fascinating. Get you caught up on all you need to know about the kind of inner workings of that. As you know, today's Monday media days for every single team. 
we're going to find out a lot, a lot more. We're going to find out every player status. I mean, they're going to ask every single player on the NBA who appears today at media days if they are or are not vaccinated. And then we'll have our answer after that. And of course, there's going to be trackers of who is and who isn't. And so for the Thunder, just know your team is fully vaccinated. Uh, Presti, in terms of on the court, said that SGA is a full go. And, and they believe that part of the reason why he's a full go is how conservative they were last year uh, in resting him and getting him back to 100%. It's an injury that could linger, that kind of plantar fasciitis. And he's a full go, 100%. Will play and be full capacity, full speed, starting Tuesday throughout the season. Uh, barring any other injuries, which hopefully he does not have. Josh Giddy is also a full go, 100%. Now, we knew this from Josh Giddy's TikTok. We was talking about playing pickup games with you know, Kenny Hustle and other Thunder players, but it's good to know he's a full go from that ankle injury. It was just an ankle sprain. Sam Presti explained it as, you know, it was an ankle sprain. It was a minor thing. You know, you know whenever you get these kind of uh, touch-ups, these kind of bruises, so to say, you don't have enough time in summer league to let them heal. Whereas if it was a regular NBA season, you're playing games every other day or every three days. And so, yeah, he'd miss, you know, three, four games as he did in summer league, but you'd have 60 more or you'd have 70 more. And in summer league, you only have like 10. So if you miss six or seven, there's no real point to play uh, the rest of summer league. And he mentioned how that those final days of summer league, those final two games are always annually, every single year, just dog days of summer league. And the, and the quality of the game is not very good. So there's no point to put your prize possession out there in that environment where he cannot really grow or anything like that. And also, you know, the Thunder have gotten to see Josh Giddy play in a professional league for the last year, so they kind of know where he's at, and Summer League was not kind of a barometer for that. Speaking of Summer League, they said that Pokashevsky maximized his summer, for whatever that means on his you know summer plan, and that they feel like it was best not to have him play Summer League because whenever they had him on this, on his program, on his workout program, or whatever you want to call this thing, um, it, it did not make sense to have him also prepare for summer leagues. You cannot do what the Thunder wanted him to work on and also work on preparing your body for summer league. So they found that this was best to maximize the summer. As far as the team as a whole, a few interesting storylines. Number one, Sam Presti preaches patience. Patience, patience, patience. I think he said patience on, on every answer, but, but it's important to know that the Thunder understand and that you understand this is going to be a very long process. It'll be another two years, three years um, before the Thunder get where they want to be, which is you know, a sustainable product on the floor, which is something that can last for decades upon decades, something that can um, be a sustainable machine to win titles, to win championships, and to get where they want to be. Um, sure, there's quick fixes right now. You can go trade for certain players right now, this moment, and get back to the playoffs. And that will result in a first-run exit. And what did that really accomplish? And in two years, you're in the same spot you are right now. So the Thunder and Sam Presti said on Friday, they're not looking for shortcuts. They're not looking for ways to skirt the line and get and, and kind of go faster than they need to go. They're willing to be patient. They're willing to take their time and get this right. That way, once they are back in the playoffs, they're going to be there for a long, long time. And you respect that because I, I understand the nature of fans and the nature of watching sports is you want your team in the playoffs. You want your team to be doing good, to win the games, yada, yada, yada. But let's say that the Thunder continued to lose in the first round of the playoffs as they have every single year since KD left. Eventually, you would not like that model anyway, right? I mean, there was a large section of fans who turned on the team on that second failed Paul George Russ experiment, you know, the second season of the Paul George Russ era. You got sick of it. You got sick of watching them lose in the first round. And that's the that's the most you can build when taking shortcuts in a small market. 
even that Chris Paul team that was so fun, super awesome to watch for 82 games. You know, or not, of course, not 82 because of the pandemic, but still for a full season in the playoffs, it was so fun to watch them in the bubble. But that team was not built to win titles. They're not built uh, to to go significantly far as they get bounced in the first round. Now, with better coaching, they at least make the second round, but they don't get past the Lakers, and it doesn't matter. So would you rather watch you know seven more games of your favorite team play every year, or would you rather them go home at the end of the season and then in three years be a team that can actually win a championship? Look how many years it took the Suns to build something there. And then they arrive on the scene and go to the NBA Finals, and now they're expected to compete and compete for the foreseeable future because they have these young players in place, Booker, Ayton, Bridges, and now they supplement that with Chris Paul. But you got to find your Bookers, you got to find your Aytons, you got to find your Bridges before you can get the Chris Paul. So if you had visions of the play-in this year dancing in your head, that's not the organizational goal. And again, as another reminder, the players today and the players this season, and Mark Dignott will try to win games and they'll try to make the playoffs. Tanking and focusing on the draft is a Sam Presti, is a front office thing. It's not a player's thing. They're going to give you everything they have as they did last year. And they're going to try their hardest as they did last year. And they're going to win games surprisingly as they did last year. But ultimately, this team is not built for the playoffs and it's not trying to be built for the playoffs. We also got a fun Lou Dort story and a kind of more in-depth explanation about the Kimba Walker buyout, all of that and more, including the Paycom Center fan policy and media day preview is coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making us your routine and daily listen, your first listen of the day in the mornings. We are here for you. And so is the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is an incredible product because I, for one, have trouble with fantasy basketball. It's difficult. Because you can lose simply because the other person that you're going up against had a player or players play more games that week. And it's also just mindless busy work that sometimes you forget about in, in, you know, in January. It's something that you are really passionate about in October and then fade off at the tail end of the season, even if you have a really good team. So it's just a ton of work to keep up with. What the sleeper app does is it makes it more like NFL fantasy, where it's a once a week thing. You pick out the games you want to count for your starters, and that way you only count the same number of games per week, and you pick those games based on player matchups, home and away, opponent's defensive rating, everything, like pace of play and so much more. And it's one day out of the week. On Sunday, just like NFL football, you set your lineup and you forget about it, and you see how you did whenever Sunday rolls around again. It's an easier way to tackle Fantasy, basketball, check it out today by going to the Sleeper app right now. It's called Game Pick. Game Pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So check out Game Pick on the Sleeper app today right now. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sport highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simpler way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way is finally here to get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. 
So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV shows together on DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Go check out DirecTV Stream as well. We're back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast and Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Subscribe to the show. It's free. Also, the NBA season's back, obviously, because we're in media days. We're in full swing of training camp. Make sure you're following Locked On NBA as well for the national coverage of NBA basketball. Back to the Sam Presti press conference. Another storyline out of the press conference was Kimba Walker. Sam Presti talked glowingly of Kimba Walker, saying he's a great person. He's a true professional. He'll do great things in New York. And I just want to take the time to give the hat tip to Clay Bennett and Sam Presti of um, the idea to buy out Kimba Walker for a small market is very tough. You're pitching your owner on, on eating over $20 million in the next two years just for the simple fact that you can play younger guys more minutes. Because there's a pathway here for them to keep around Kimba Walker, let him play until Christmas or until January or until February 1st, and then trade him. That way his contract's no longer on the books. Try to accomplish what you accomplished with Chris Paul. Try to do um, what you've done with Al Horford. And even if that sacrifices player development and playing young minutes, you know, playing young players' minutes, and sacrifices the betterment of the organization, at least you're not outright eating over $20 million this year next year. But Clay Bennett agreed to it, and it was for the betterment of this team and Kimba Walker as well. And so, you know, you do Kimba Walker a solid. While it will not impact the relationship with Kimba Walker, his agent is obviously an agent for many other NBA players, and they'll remember this solid that the Thunder did for him to allow him to go back home, to play for a contender, to play for a playoff team at the very least in the, in the New York Knicks, and it allows the Thunder to continue to develop their young players and, and get more out of it. Kemba Walker plays a very valuable position in the guard position. There's a lot of guards that need minutes on this roster, and Kemba would take away those minutes. It benefits everybody to buy out Kemba Walker, Kemba and the team. And so for the owner to agree to that, a hat tip is deserved, especially in this kind of market. The great story about Lou Dort was that Sam Presti said one time, an opposing coach told him that when his top players come back to the bench, they say to him, Ludort's everywhere. And he's just so wide. He's everywhere. He's just so wide. And it's just another reminder of just how great Ludort is defensively, that even the top of this profession is stunned by his ability and stunned by his ability to be everywhere on the court. He's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. The voters already typically do not give it to guards. And then also, he's on a bad team, and they won't watch him play his smothering defense this year. Um, but... He'll be a guy that in the future, if not this year, makes all defensive teams and is already regarded as one of the best defenders in the NBA. The Paycom Center announced their fan policy with the Thunder events there, um, and it's pretty simple. I mean, and it's pretty standard from what I'm seeing around the NBA, and Utah the same way. Uh, fans have to be either fully vaccinated, half vaccinated, or have a negative COVID test within 72 hours of the game. It cannot get simpler than that, people. Either you're fully vaccinated you're on your way to get fully vaccinated or you have a negative COVID test. 72 hours is a long leash, especially in, in, in a market like this where you can get tests for free almost anywhere you want to. It, it's very simple. 
Um, the, the Thunder also encourage fans to wear masks if they can. Note, if you're listening to this and your seats are courtside, um, the NBA itself is going to put in more regulations, uh, they think, than what the Thunder have right now. And that's an NBA issue, not a Thunder issue. Uh, the Thunder said in their press release that they think that the NBA will add in more layers of protection of the players for those sitting courtside. It's out of their control. It's just going to be an NBA standard across the league for courtside fans. But I have not gotten the final details on what the courtside fans extra will have to do besides either being vaccinated or half vaccinated or getting that negative test 72 hours before the event. I think that the courtside fans will have to mask up. I think that they've kind of reversed course on this in the NBA where even vaccinated players and coaches will have to vac- uh, will have to max- mask up uh, this season. So courtside fans might be subject to wearing masks the whole game besides when they're eating and drinking. Every fan in the entire stadium is, is encouraged to wear masks, but not required to wear masks. As of that last press release, I don't really have any opinions on this. It cannot be any simpler or any easy, you know, easier to get to games, you know, either doing one of these three things, just putting it out there. That way people who are going to go up to the games um, this week, you know, next week or throughout the season will understand what the requirements are if you listen to this podcast. And also, this will be the same for the BOK Center game in preseason against the Nuggets as well. Let me know your thoughts on the Paycom fan policy. Also, Sam Presti's press conference on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And also remember that Media Day is today on Monday. Starts at 11 a.m. Central Time. It'll run through about 2 o'clock or whenever um, all the players have their chance to talk to those of us in the media. I'll be a part of Thunder Media Days, so I'll be tweeting out quotes as they happen in real time at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Articles will come uh, on thundersintentions.com. Podcast recap for every player right here on Tuesday morning for you to enjoy with your coffee. Uh, And again, I'll be tweeting out the links for the live ways for you to watch. It'll be on the Thunder Twitter account. I'm sure also on the Thunder YouTube and Facebook as well, as they typically do. And of course, on the Thunder mobile app, uh, as they've done every single year. Will I ask Shay if he's actually a Grateful Dead fan or if he just liked the merchandise? Find out by watching Media Day today on Monday, 11 a.m. Again, training camp starts on Tuesday. And throughout this week, I think that they're going to have post-practice media avails to let us know how things are going at practice. That'll be fun as well. I'll tweet out all those things on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Coming up, let's talk about SGA's top 30 ranking on Sports Illustrated. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order. My personal favorite flavor is cookies and cream, but they also have German chocolate, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry barcia, and coconut. If you do not want to take my recommendation, number one, I'm very hurt. But number two, that's okay. I don't blame you. Just go ahead and do me a favor and order the mixed box. The mixed box will give you two of each flavor. So you get two of each flavor. You can try them all out and then reorder your favorite flavor or just simply reorder the mix box because they're all so good. You want them all again. Most bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. All amazing, all great flavors, all taste great. It is truly a protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar, and it's very filling. You can use these pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or just a simple snack. Make sure you go check it out today. It's the official protein bar 
of the U.S. track and field team. How cool is that? Make sure you check it out at built.com using code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at built.com. LOCKED15, 15% off of your next order. Let me know your favorite flavor of Built Bar on Twitter. We're back on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you again for making us your daily listen, your first listen every single morning, but also make sure you listen for the second listen to Locked on Bets. Locked on Bets will help you not make betting on sports a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast for the last seven weeks, they're hitting over 60% of their bets. They're making you money for free. The podcast is free. Go listen for free to every episode and you'll make money. Go check that out when this podcast ends but first, we're going to talk about SGA and his Sports Illustrated ranking. It is, of course, that time of year where we're putting out the preseason rankings. ESPN has one, I think. Sports Illustrated has one. We'll get one from The Athletic pretty soon. It's it's ranking season. Also this year, we're going to get top 75 players of all time in the NBA by the official league by voters because it's the 75th anniversary of the NBA as a whole. So a lot of lists, a lot of rankings this year to go along with your just traditional power rankings. SGA is the only Thunder player in the top 100. He's ranked ahead of Russell Westbrook, moves up sick from 63 last year, from 63 to 30 this year. He's behind still John Morant, Zion at 20, Drew Holiday at 28, Zach Levine, Carl Anthony Towns, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert. You know, rankings are stupid. It's, per, you know, it's just personal opinions, and, and they don't mean that much. Of course, we like to see our favorite players ranked high, uh, compared to low, um, I think that Shea should be ranked higher. I think that he's a better player overall than a lot of those players listed ahead of him. But it's just a preseason ranking and doesn't matter. And Shea will have to prove he can be efficient for a full season, uh, you know, because he, of course, got hurt last year and put up these numbers. And I'm sure now he'll be a 25 or 27 point per game score. And that'll be awesome because we saw him get more aggressive before the injury. It's just rankings. The fact that he leaped up from 63 to 30 shows how much improvement he's made. He's a top 30 player in the NBA. I think after this year, he'll be a top 25, top 15 player in the NBA. As we discussed before the bubble last year that he could reach, and he'll reach that in two years. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good pace. So that's kind of all you should take your salt into these rankings of just kind of a barometer, a slight gauge of how things are going with players and who's kind of rising their stock. It's no different than stock watch. It's just somebody's ranking of these players. If I did a top 100 ranking, Shea would be too low on this list for 30, but still, no big deal. So coming up with this podcast, we're going to recap media day tomorrow. We're going to recap the start of training camp on Wednesday. That We're going to do off-season winners and losers. We're going to do Josh Giddey's TikTok theory, Spaisley breakout season, and so much more. Uh, speaking of the training camp, with the training camp, uh, they'll come a training camp roster. Now, in the preseason portion, you can carry 20 players on your roster. Before the regular season, you have to cut that down to 17 active players, including two-way contracts. Um, so the Thunder will add two more players to their roster. On Sunday night, they started making those moves. Now, the net total of the roster right now is 18, but before Tuesday, they'll add two more players to this list to make it a 20-man roster. Once they add those two players, they're going to likely waive those two players pretty early on in camp. That way, they can get two more players. And the reason why you shuffle those them in and out like that is to try to retain their G League right and make them play for the Oklahoma City Blue. So that helps the organization out a little bit. So you're going to see some interesting shuffling going on 
over these next few days. We're gonna get that training camp roster, I'd imagine, I'd guess, again, this is a total guess, but I'd guess we're gonna get that on Tuesday morning uh, on how the Thunder roster shook out and who they invited to camp. Uh, but we did get our first roster move of the kind of season, of the preseason, right? Uh, with the Thunder waving Charlie Brown Jr. as expected, because of course he's on that fully non-guaranteed deal. They have claimed Mamadi Diokite. I hope I said that correctly. I'm so sorry if I did not. Um, they've they've claimed him, making him a part of the roster, and waving Charlie Brown Jr. They still need to add two more players for the 20-man roster on Tuesday. We'll see who those are. The Thunder are hoping to bring back Josh Hall, but sources have told me he's worked out with at least five other NBA teams, and we'll see where he lands at uh, on Tuesday. Of course, they waive Josh Hall. They can make room for Paul Watson Jr. on that two-way deal. That's what we know right now. We'll be back tomorrow morning in your ears to discuss the Thunder Media Day as a whole, going through what every single player had to say at Media Day. So until then, follow me on Twitter for live updates at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S and be good and be good to one another. What a perfect ending to a historic day!